Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. So this morning I want to speak on escaping from Johanna. It's personal. Escaping from Johanna. It's interesting that when I asked you all to breathe in and take a deep breath, everyone did that. When I asked you to hold it for 30 minutes, not one of you would. Such disobedient people. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, you wouldn't do it because, you know, the most basic principle of human life is receiving. But you cannot receive without giving when God first made Adam he breathed life into him and Adam could not hold it and out of what Adam gave comes a cycle of life as carbon dioxide keeps uh, plant life alive they the plant life needs us to provide for them and that's the very most basic principle of humanity. We receive always more than we have need of in order that we might give because nobody should be absolutely self-focused and self-centred and self-supported we have great need of one another God created human beings for for an ability to be as one together he never believed for us to be separated so this morning I want to speak about social justice social justice well in part any rate Social justice has become a a big catch cry in the world today and uh, I want you to understand that it's really a corruption of what God always intended for mankind. Uh, it's, It's man's response to what God intended that we both receive and give. Uh, that everybody should have sufficient, that life would have a cycle to it and that everybody would live free. And so, uh, Uh, Social justice actually is a term that was developed uh, from Karl Marx's belief that a new class of society should emerge based on the idea that from each, according to his abilities, everyone would have their needs met. And out of this state, or or out of this, the state would gradually disappear and all people would own everything equally. And what is yours is not yours, but it belongs to us all. The problem with that is that, there's two problems with it, is that it didn't consider the greed of man, uh, but neither did did it allow 
for the fact that nobody wants to be depleted. God didn't, God didn't desire that we all be pulled down to a level, but rather that we all be lifted up to a level. Uh, so God's sense of receiving and giving is far different to man's sense of receiving and giving. And of course, the second problem was that the government was supposed to disappear. Well, how many of you know that what happens under socialism or communism is that there's still two tiers uh, in society. It's just that one happens to be the government and the other happens to be the ordinary people of the land. And it's the ordinary people of the land that are brought down and the people who are in government circles are lifted up. It just didn't work. But God's concept, breathe in, breathe out, receive, give, God's concept is a concept of life where everybody is elevated all the time. Where, you know, God has sufficient. God made this world as a place, it was a humbling experience for God to make a world where he could make man live and survive and be empowered. God wanted to empower us, not to deplete us. And so he humbled himself to a place that he created just for us. The Word of God says in Psalms 115.16, The highest heavens belong to the Lord. The highest heavens belong to the Lord. But the earth he has given to mankind. The earth he has given to us. In Matthew 6, Jesus was asked by his disciples, teach us how to pray. And in verse 10, as part of the teaching us the method of prayer rather than the words of prayer, he said, when you pray, pray like this. He said, uh, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, if the heaven belongs to God and he's given the earth to mankind, here Jesus is saying that for us, we need to bring heaven down. We have a responsibility as owners of the earth that we bring heaven to this place. We have a responsibility as mankind to bring heaven to everybody around about us, to everybody upon the face of the planet. We need to be instruments for God, not to bring decline in everybody's life, but rather to bring incline in everybody's life. As much as, was, as, as, much as is within our power, God purposes us to bring heaven to the realm in which we live. In 33 years of ministry, other than in a verse of scripture that I may have read from time to time as part of 
a whole parcel of scriptures that I'm reading. I've never ministered on hell. A sort of a depressing subject. Well, certainly depressing in the Western world. Um, so I've never really spoken about hell, ever. I try to even avoid using the word when I'm on the platform, but it's a very real place. But it's interesting, today I'm going to just have a brief uh, few comments about hell. Because Jesus taught about hell more than he taught about heaven, actually. And, and Jesus spoke on hell, or he used the word hell, 18 times. And 15 of those, he used the word Jehanna. And today, my, I've, I've titled my message, Escape from Jehanna. So in the 18 times that hell is used in the New Testament, one is in, actually in Peter, and uh, it's, uh, it's a Greek word, which I'm not going to attempt to make a fool of myself and pronounce, but it means the place where that's reserved eternally for Satan and all the fallen angels. It's got nothing to do with you and me, so you don't have to be too worried about it, okay? Um, of the times that Jesus speaks about hell, he uses the word Hades only three times, and, and Hades is to go down into the grave. But he uses the word Johanna 15 times. So Johanna is actually a place on earth. It still exists. You, you, can, uh, you can Google it if you like. But it's, uh, it's located on the southeastern portion of the old city of Jerusalem, a place called Johanna. And, you know, in Jewish history... The Jews follow, would follow God for a period of time and then they'd get ridiculous and they'd go and follow other gods and, and they did all sorts of dumb things. And there was a time where they were following the god Molech. And Molech demanded uh, that uh, at age 10, the firstborn of every family uh, should be uh, sacrificed on the fires of Johanna. And so they would take their firstborn at age 10 and they'd burn them at Johanna, just outside Jerusalem. And this is the place that Jesus talked about 15 times. Now, I, I, I like Jewish history. I, I, I'm not a real history buff, but I do like Jewish history. There was a king by the name of Ahaz who came to power... Uh, as the king of Israel when he was eight years old when the Jewish people were following the god Molech. Who do I have to tell that his future isn't real bright? Firstborn, age eight, becomes king. He's got a two-year reign at best because he's got to be sacrificed on the fires at Johanna. So King Ahaz, at eight years old, because it's the Jewish way to understand the first five books of your Bible by the time they're five, not to just understand them, but to know them word perfect. 
And so King Ahaz comes across this uh, scripture in Deuteronomy that where God tells the Jewish people not to sacrifice their children on the fire as is the way of other nations. So he pulls that up and saves himself and the nation and they stop following Molech. That's pretty cool. But Johanna had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of children sacrificed. Uh, who would like to buy a block there and build on it? Probably not the best real estate in Jerusalem even today. It's still just a vacant valley. So when Jesus referred to Johanna, he wasn't referring to an eternal future of hell. He was talking about a place that existed. You know, the, these aren't terms that I'd use, but you hear people use them. Ah, life is hell. Well, everything's just a living hell for me. I've had a hell of a day. Ever heard people use those sorts of terms? Uh, probably not what we'd use, but people do. Well, we're called by Jesus Christ to bring heaven to earth. And you know, what can take away people's Johanna is as we bring heaven to earth. When Jesus spoke about Johanna, he said there's five things that bring people to Johanna. Five things bring Johanna into people's lives today. Five things make Johanna uh, a living hell for people. And I'm just going to quickly tell you what they are. In Matthew 5, he talks about holding anger in your hearts. That brings Johanna when you hold anger in your hearts. In Matthew 10, it talks about the fear of man instead of the fear of God. When you're afraid of man and you just uh, do whatever everybody pushes you to do, you know, that's going to bring Johanna into your life. And uh, uh, the third thing is pride in the first part of Matthew 18. It says, uh, you know, when, when we're proud and... Uh, that, that that will bring Johanna into our life. And the next part of Matthew 18 talks about um, offences. You know, have you ever held an offence in your heart? Have you ever understood what that really does to you when you do that? It brings you down into Johanna, a place where your soul's just burning up sacrifice your life away in a sense it's just crazy nobody wants to do that stuff and the fifth thing is uh is the greed of man to hold everything to himself jesus talked about a guy uh, who had his barn full of uh, full of grain and he had got a great harvest and he said what will i do he says i know i'll pull that barn down and i'll build a bigger barn and he kept everything himself and and the parable that Jesus spoke about, he said, don't you know that tonight your soul will be required of you? But he held everything to himself, you know. He took in a breath and he held it for 30 minutes. That's just nonsense, isn't it? You know, everything that God puts into our life, he puts in a, a, an abundance. There's always a surplus. It doesn't matter whether 
whether what we have is small or what we have is large, there's always some, uh, there's always some surplus. We've just got to look for it. It's as easy as breathing in and breathing out to find that. Well, nobody wants Gehenna in their life and we're called as God's people to bring heaven to earth. We're, we're called as God's people to take people away from Gehenna. Let's, let's leave Gehenna to be the waste ground that it is in Jerusalem. Let's take Gehenna from people's lives. We have the ability to do that. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, we read, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. Let's just have a look at that first part for a moment. We're an ambassador for Christ. You know, we're sent out ones. For the kingdom of heaven. We're here to represent the kingdom of heaven. We're here because God cares. We're here because God doesn't want hell on earth. No, God wants heaven on earth. And he makes us to be ambassadors. Now, an ambassador doesn't take his own message. An ambassador takes the message of the king or of the government. In our case, we take the message of the king. We don't take our own message. I, I think the biggest problem with the church in the Western world is that we try to take our own message and we misrepresent Christ. You know, I don't believe that any person would not come to Christ if they knew Christ rather than perhaps the representation that, uh, that they've experienced of Christ. We need to be a proper representation of Christ who came and gave his life. He didn't just give little, he gave everything. He gave up his position in heaven to become man. How, how humbling must that have been for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one whose uh, uh, place was heaven right from the beginning, from before time. How humbling. And we carry the message of this God, Jesus Christ. And why do we carry it? Well, the second part of that verse answers that. It says that, through us, God is pleading so that we might implore others on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. Anybody who understands and knows the true heart of God why would they not want to be reconciled? The God who freely loves us, 
who freely gave himself for us, who died that we might be forgiven of every sin, of every wrongdoing, who died that we might be delivered out of the negative nature of humanity in its, in its fallen state and that we might be redeemed and restored to be the people that God always intended for this planet, the people that belong to him, that serve him with thankfulness of heart, with a joy and an expression of love in our heart and with a care and a consideration for the person that's beside us, the person that's in front of us, the person that's behind us, the person that's across the way, the person that's on the other side of the planet a God who so loved us that we might carry his love into the whole world that we might carry his heart his compassion his desire that every person would not be find a life of decline but would find a life of incline would find a life that's ever upward would find a life that is propelled forward, living with joy and peace and hope and gladness, living a life that is fulfilled, that's not dependent upon what I have or what I don't have, that doesn't have any thinking about what I have or what I don't have, but rather has a thought to say, what can I do that will show the love of God to the person that I'm going to meet next, to the place that I'm going to be next? What can I do that will help people out of Jehanna? What can I do that ensures that I, not one day of my life, will experience Jehanna in my heart? Because Jesus Christ came to set us free. In Matthew 25, 31 to 45, it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations of earth will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left then the king will say to those on his right hand come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world from the foundation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you took me in I was naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it, to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Ambassadors to carry that. That's who we are. Ambassadors to carry that. You know, when we see Jesus face to face, I want to tell you, I want to be on his right hand. Now, just so you don't get confused for when you're there, 
His right-hand side will be your left-hand side. Okay. Keep moving this way. Just keep moving this way. Keep having a heart for the message that the King has given us as ambassadors to carry. Keep moving right. And know. And know that you're moving all the time that you're moving people away from Johanna to the kingdom of the living God, to the one whose whole heart is to give. If you don't believe it, breathe in and hold it. Right from the beginning of time, God gave, we received, that we might be ambassadors to give again. And that out of that comes life and comes life in great abundance. Amen. What's our take home? Let's not live our life on the garbage tip of Johanna. That's what it is now, or it has been. It may have been closed down as a garbage tip now, but it was for years. The garbage tip of Jerusalem. Let's not live our life that way. Let's bring heaven to earth. When you bring heaven to earth, God brings more of heaven to you. It's a principle of receiving in order to give. We don't give in order to receive. We receive in order to give. Will you be an ambassador? What will you use of what God has given you to reconcile others to God? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank and praise you. Your goodness is beyond our understanding, but we receive it every moment of every day. And Lord, we just thank you, Father, that, Lord, you call us to be, uh, Lord, instruments of your goodness, instruments of your love. Lord, may we understand what it is to be true ambassadors. And may, Lord God, those around about us be touched with your love, with your mercy, with your grace. Lord, that lives will be transformed in this lifetime as well as the lifetime to come. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity during this month to grow deeper in our understanding of what it is, Lord God, that you've placed in our hand of how we, Lord God, in a land of much, can give to those, Lord God, uh, across uh, our planet, Lord God. We can bring true justice, not just social justice, but, Lord, we can bring true justice. Help us to understand, Lord, individually what each of us can do, whether it be in word or in deed, and probably in both. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
band are just going to play quietly for a moment. I want us to just take a moment just in consideration who am I in Christ Jesus what really should I be doing with my life this day the nature of my life might not change But the heart of my life can. God so loved the world. He gave His only Son for you and me. That whoever might believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. moment of quietness in the presence of the living God the one who loved you who has only good for you I understand that there's probably people here that this is all a bit new to maybe you've never really understood the, the love of God Today, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm just going to count to three in a minute and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. There'll be nothing, nothing embarrassing, nothing creepy. Just a commitment, a confession of your heart to say, you know what? I don't want my life on Johanna anymore. I want heaven to come to my life. And out of that, I'll take heaven to others. That's what a stand for Jesus is. It's nothing more than that, nothing less than that. That's what it is. So I'm going to count to three. If that's you in the, in the house today, you just raise your hand so that I can see it. Every other head will be bowed, every eye will be closed. Is that you today? One. Has your life not been what you've really desired for yourself? Two. Jesus can change everything for you. Are you ready to receive him? Three. Will you raise your hand right now? Thank you. hands you know heaven's coming in this place today Lord for every person who's raised their hand today I pray Lord Jesus would transform their lives from what has been both good and bad in the past to Lord what is good in you life, Lord, that's filled with joy and peace, a life
life, Lord, that elevates each of these people day by day. I thank you for them, Lord, as they receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.